Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 53 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, not by at fake Willie Sailor, not at not Willie Sailor. I'm joined by the Willie Sailor. Willie, we were having some fun Googling your name and came up with some pretty interesting results. Um, have you Googled yourself recently to, so you know what's out there? No, I didn't. But, I mean, I, you guys tell me. It's not like you guys hide it from me. Okay, so there is a, a pretty world famous picture of Willie Saylor in a in a <laughs> in a nice in a quality turtleneck sweater. Okay, of which I you know I think who among us there was a time when that was a thing. There was okay? a time. Hey, there was, there a, was time a time when those who were fashion forward, such as myself and Willie, donned turtleneck sweaters, <laughs> and we are not alone on this. Um, but this is back in the early two thousands, probably. Um, and we've we've all we've all made regrettable fashion choices. Now, uh, a little bit of, it's on Willie. He he let this picture get on the internet, but uh, whatever. Willie Listen, Willie doesn't I'm care. Pro- I let it get on the internet when that actually happened like twenty years ago, and there was a thing called MySpace. Dang, do you keep up right? with yours? Your MySpace? No. Would I be in your top eight? I don't know. You'd probably you'd probably come right after like um, Tony Ramos would Tony be like Ramos. seven or eight. All right, so get this, get this. So we we googled Willie's name, and literally, if you Google Willie Sailor, that picture is like the first thing staring at you. Okay, but also we learned there are why are we, why are we opening the show with this? I know why we, we're ha- opening- we have to because this is listen. There is twi- Twitter is great right now, right? Yesterday I, I or the other day Thanks to you. it said Twitter is officially wrestling Twitter beef month. It's just so fun. Yeah, everyone's and bored. There's not a lot going frankly, on. There's not a lot going on, right? Yeah. So, as I was saying, we googled the name and we also learned there are two parody Willie Sailor accounts, okay? One of that's, them I'm actually proud of that. That's kind of yeah, it's that's kind of a I've arrived moment, really. Um but there's one called Fake Willie Sailor. Um, it, it was created a, a while, uh, not that long ago, and it has exactly one follower, none other than Tony Ramos. Willie Sailor, your yes. thoughts? There's a parody account, one follower. It's a picture. I right, get this. It's a picture of Frodo Baggins is the avatar. Yes. And the background picture is just a clown, a ridiculous looking clown. They made five tweets. All of them on July seventh. I'm glad um, it's Frodo. So, so I have the ring. Oh, you have the ring. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So yeah, we and, found, that was and the funny. only follower is Tony Ramos. One follower, but you know what? They <clears throat> this account made made it happen. With the one follower you have, you got Tony Ramos. That's uh that's pretty that's a pretty big get for this at fake fake Willie at flow. Um. And true or false, Willie? I'm just this is I'm just going by this. What? Uh, yeah, say some of the. The only this, time you run this, the only time you run the stairs at Carver Hawkeye is to order another ice cream cone. True or false? Uh, sometimes I get a soft pretzel. Okay, so so false. So false. Clearly false. Um, true or false? You wear Confederate flag underwear. Um, uh, I I don't wear Confederate flag underwear. I have. Underwear that have the Confederate flag on them. They're Deuce of Hazard underwear. Oh, interesting. Interesting. You mean that 
the TV didn't pull all the underwear from the shelves too. Mm-mm, got them. Got them at Walmart before they uh, shut it down. <laughs> you stocked up. Ha- true or false? You've been outclassed in every whiteboard war. That's that's a complete falsehood, and everybody knows it. That, that, that wasn't a good. That wasn't a good tweet. That, Those yeah, people know. I mean, they ran out of gas. You know, two tweets in. Mm-hmm. What Brian Williams is to NBC, Willie Saylor is to flow. Ouch! Shots fired. Um, I don't even know how that's. I mean, basically, I guess he's saying this. I make stories up or something. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and okay, no. true or false? This is where he gets confusing to me. Hawkeye wrestling fans are the greatest fans in the world, bar none. I feel like he doesn't understand parody accounts yet. <laughs> he's, he's five tweets in. Let's give him time. Um, not a great first effort. You got a good follower, but not much else. Fake Willie Sailor. But then there's also another one. Yes. Called. All right, there's fake Willie at Flow, and then there's not Willie Sailor. Um, um, I actually follow them. It's <laughs> and guess who else? You do guess you know? Who... Uh, they they spell my name right on the one thing, but not where it has the at sign. Right. There, there's this uh, like like the others. Um, this is a pretty confused Twitter account. They they don't have the art of parody accounts. But yeah, but down. a not Willie Sailor. I don't know. I haven't looked at it in a long time. But the not Willie Sailor. Um... Well, there's only five tweets. They they retweeted a fake Bo Pelini. Actually, it's nothing negative about you. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was gonna say. They just retweet random that, stuff. That one isn't like not hating on me. No, no, I don't. I don't understand the purpose. But they're followed by Sun Devil Wrestling. So that's a note. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you really you have a. Um, I'm glad we just happened to Google your name for that turtleneck picture because I hope yeah that turned into lots of saves that picture of me on the turtleneck. I'm really happy about that. Yes, yes, and you guys tighten up on the if, if you're gonna troll. Um, yeah, yeah, do do a little bit better here. Do a little bit better. Um, All right, that's that, why. That's oh, a... also, that's why you, you heard giggling like a bunch of schoolgirls when I'm doing the intro. I tell these guys at ten o'clock. To shut up, and they never ever do. Someone always sneezes, laughs, drops a cup, something you can hear. It's really annoying. All I can do is tell them to be quiet. They're half a country away. I can't make it happen. But that's if you heard giggling, that's why they were giggling. They were giggling at this parody account, um, like some middle schoolers in the back of back of the class. So hopefully we can do a little better there, but maybe next time. Um, All right. Oh, we have to. Um, let's get into some wrestling, huh? Okay. Uh, we have, we have to we have to go over a few things um, on the wire, the waiver wire, not mm-hmm. the show, Christian. We're not going to. Gosh, Will, Willie, you have to start watching it. I gave you my HBO Go. Password. It's over, right? You said it's over. I've been saying it's over. Right. I mean, not just for the season. It's over forever. It's the history done. Of it's show. done, Willie. It's done. It's been done for right. almost ten years. On the wire, I mean, on the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Keon Ware going to. Wyoming. Wyoming, Mike w- Evans to Cal Poly, Steve Santos at Columbia, Brandon Hatchett from Cal Poly to this one. Hatchett's not official yet. I don't think. Uh, it's uh, not. I don't think so. But Hatchett's going to Northwestern. Anyway, Hatchett's going to Northwestern. Um, good. Uh, all these hires seem um, quality. I like when I. One thing I think is that's important in, in coaching and building a staff is having diverse backgrounds and opinions. And mm-hmm. it, you bring a Mike Evans out to Cal Poly, someone, you know, um, hard-nosed, physical. Not not that that's not Cal Poly, but you're, you're bringing in uh, different backgrounds. I think that's good. Teon Ware, Teon Ware from, you know, you know, two-time NCAA champion. He's a world team member. He was at Binghamton. Now, he's had a lot of time around. He can bolster not only your, your folk-style program, but if you have guys – that have, you know, Olympic aspirations. And I'm thinking about Archie Colgan. Um, mm-hmm. Tion Ware is a great guy. I mean, similar weight range. Um, Colgan, you know, he won UWW Juniors. So, you know, got to assume he's got some freestyle aspirations. Um, so th- I-, I like all these hires. Um, Brandon Hatchett to Northwestern. Hey, he's got some big shoes to fill with, with Borschel leaving. You know, that's who he's yeah. es- essentially replacing. But, um, yeah, you know... I- it's tough. Here, here's the problem. Here's one thing you you need, and I need to avoid. You can't correlate wrestling success with coaching ability. Okay, that's no. a, that's a that's a fallacy. 
And so it's easy to say, well, Borschel, you'd rather have him because he was be- – well, you don't know. And I uh, we have I don't know anything about Brandon Hatchett's coaching ability, and I think he's probably pretty good. And um, so, yeah, that's a that's an easy trap to fall into, and I think mm-hmm. that, that that would be a mistake. So I just want yeah. to say that. Yeah, you, I mean, you never really know unless you're in the room with them. But um, and you hear, I mean, word gets out. If if a guy's a good assistant, you you find out pretty quick. Um, yeah, you know, you know who, I, I mean, the Lehigh guys, the Lehigh guys, tell me that he's he's a really good dude. So uh, he's really good in the room. So um, I'll listen to what John Hughes says. You know. Yeah, that's he's that's just, all, that's just a pretty general, on point. That's a general rule. Just listen to John Hughes. Lehigh yeah. assistant coach. Um, so yeah, some four. You know, I'm not gonna say we have we have a what you call it? we have a coaching mm-hmm. carousel article that Brad Key will get. Brad Key, I think, updates that, and and we'll just so it doesn't get lost in the shuffle, so you don't have to um, search for it. Brad Key will update it, and we'll probably we'll banner it sometime soon. Yeah, just to keep you keep you abreast. Indeed, uh, abreast indeed. So those are four pretty recent ones. I mean, Evans, I think that came out yesterday, and uh, as did Tion Ware. So keep an eye out for, for more coaching changes. I'm told, and I can't get into specifics here. I'm not even going to go down to the school, but uh, a potential big one coming. And uh, I'll leave it at that. What did you say? A recruit or a, 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 the, a coaching? Coaching. A coaching? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. This um, hopefully by August. This will be out, uh, maybe before, but as soon Christian as piles. as soon as soon, believe me, guys. Christian piles, listen to me. I'm listening. You gotta, you gotta break that story, buddy. I know. Are we gonna story? We're gonna break that, dude. It's already locked up. I'm breaking it. It's just a matter of, you know, the format. Yeah, it, things can't be public. So you're gonna break it like Sal Palantonio. Adam, Adam Schefter in Shefty. I, I will tweet. I will tweet every X-ray I come across. What'd you think about that? What'd you think? About, not that he tweeted X-ray. What'd you think about him tweeting the medical information or the medical document about um, what's his name, Jason Pierre-Paul, who had his finger eh, blown off? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. What, I mean, it's medical information. The guy. It's not like he had cancer or something, right? But, you know, if it's sensitive medical information. I guess what we're talking about here, if you if you don't know, Jason Pierre-Paul blew off his finger with a firework or something, and uh, there was all kinds of speculation about what actually happened. Adam Schefter, reporter, um, tweeted a medical document, and it started a discussion on what is and isn't kosher. Right, and and it's, at no point is it considered illegal what he did, um, but you know, is it? All right, here's here's the question. Here's the hypothetical. You get to let's go back in time. You get the X-ray of Jordan Burrow's broken ankle before, mm-hmm. uh, and you have it, and maybe mm-hmm. no one knows, maybe everyone knows, whatever uh, about the injury. If you tweeted it out, what what would you what backlash would you expect, if any? Huge, right? Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And I don't know. Don't you, don't you think that's not much different than um, Pierre Paul's situation? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Okay. Okay. I, I certainly wouldn't do it. I certainly wouldn't do it before competition. I guess it is different because that would basically. I mean, that would be bad for for Jordan moving forward if people you know had that kind of medical information about him. So maybe that's not the best example. But you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. I I wouldn't. I would not either. Okay. Um, enough, <laughs> enough fingers getting blown off. Pan Ams uh, began yesterday, and uh, it had some highs, had some lows, had some bizarre. Um, Spencer Mango goes down to an Ecuadorian. He, he was winning one of – you watched this match, right, Willie? I watched Ecuadorian. it. Ecuadorian. Is that the official Debenin? Debenim? Um, I would imagine, right? Equidite. I, um, <laughs> I don't think that's right. I think it's Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian, I guess. We'll so just he, stick to that. Spencer's up 1-0, and um, the Ecuadorian, whose name I forget, gets put down. You know, Spencer has choice. He's great on top. And 
he goes for kind of like a, a head pinch type of thing, reverse lift. It's kind of and ends up getting bombed for four on his own. Like it's pretty bizarre exchange. And then he ends up losing huge. Um, after leading pretty late in the match. It was um I don't know, it was pretty disappointing. It was a pretty disappointing way for a match to end. It's someone I mean, this guy's been on the World Olympic team since what, oh eight, oh seven? Uh, you you expect him to not make that level of a mistake? Uh, I'm, I I can't. I'm just disappointed. I mean, you're not mad. You're disappointed. Why? He tried to hold on to something way too long. Yeah. Like a rookie mis. I don't know. Right. I, that's kind of the point. It was kind of a characteristic. Who am I to be critical of Spencer Mango? Right. But just like. It was just a moment like, what are you doing? Just yeah. don't do that, you know? Yeah. Once again, Spencer goes down. He lost at the Pan Am Championships. Now he's lost at the Pan Am Games. He he did uh, wrestle back for bronze, but, I mean, bronze. Now he, he did beat a good Cuban, right? No. In this, the match before oh, that? Oh, yeah, he did. 3-3. Three, three. Oh, yeah. So, right. You're, you're correct, Willie. Sorry. I so was... he probably beat the best guy in the bracket. No, I, well, I don't know. I mean, this guy beat Spencer pretty decisively. I know it was a weird exchange, but the final ended up being like completely out of hand. Um, Maybe you're right. Maybe. And I I see this pre-tournament coming into the tournament. That guy was probably the best guy in the bracket. Agree. You would, you would say the, the Spencer, the Spencer um, Cuban winner what was probably the favorite to win it all. They were both former former fifth world fifth finishers, whereas this Ecuadorian doesn't have. I I, I don't. I went Ecuador. back and has anything the Ecuador has anything close to that. But he lost. But yeah, Spencer was down three one, um, pretty late in that match against the Cuban, and managed to gut out two two step outs. One that was. He was really he was getting taken to the edge. He was kind of getting controlled on his feet yeah. a little bit, and he was able to just kind of change directions real quick and get a shove out, kind of using his momentum against. But it was one of those where, you know, you win three three, but you don't really you don't feel so great about super confident like you really beat beat the guy, but he did. Um, and, and then, but then twenty minutes later, he's wrestling again, and I wonder if the quick turnaround. I'm telling you, it was a quick turnaround for Spencer. If that had any bearing on it, um, uh, on how he performed in that second match. Yeah, no, I don't know. He, he kind of, he kind of um, pulled it out, right? Yeah, yeah, he uh, did. But I'm saying, did the, did that match take it out of him? And he did, he couldn't turn around 20 minutes later and wrestle another six minute war. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. It was just a let's. It was just a bad mistake that when he's when he holds on to that head and arm or whatever you call it. Yeah. I mean, he he held on to like I don't know. It was just like a rookie mistake, right? Yeah. It was like something. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. A youth wrestler does just leave it go. Just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But. You know, in a larger context too. You know, I'm I'm being critical of Spencer Mango here. Uh, you know, you don't often don't see wrestling media be critical of its athletes. I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, oh. where, where you, wrestling media are usually just uh, hands off. You know, Colin Colin Cowherd or whatever. A, any other sports media, uh, Stephen A. Smith, whatever. They they call out their athletes. Yeah, the the world is. I, um, well, I'm I, not. And by I'm no. And by no means calling out Spencer Mango. Uh, what, uh, what I'm saying is, wrestling media should be allowed to be critical of its athletes, right? Uh of course, uh, one hundred percent. Now, but they're not. But they're not. Well, when did you ever? Okay. To the when, point. Well, hold when on. When did you ever see? When did you ever hear a, anybody in the wrestling media? Be critical of actually wrestling. I don't know. Uh, I, I've gotten plenty of wrestlers and coaches pretty mad at me for things I've written. Kind of some of its predictions or uh, analysis, but you know, it's never saying 
you know, bonehead mistake or anything like that. I mean, here's here's what I'll say. One, the wrestlers and coaches are, um, and maybe this shouldn't matter, but it does because the wrestling, the United States wrestling community is small, and a lot of uh, we're we're gonna not only run into these guys, but we're gonna you know we're gonna want to interview these guys. We're gonna want to um, you know have relationships with these guys and gals down the line. So it's it it can get a little awkward d- depending on what things. It, now I would say we were quite critical of Nick Marable a couple weeks ago, Willie. I mean that's probably that's a a a, a fantastic um, example. And we potentially, you know, I don't, I don't know think, this. But I don't think we were, I don't think we were critical of Nick Marable. Are you or kidding me? Sammy Hansen. Like we, oh, we said that the the we didn't believe the injury. How is that not being critical? If that's not all, if that's not criticism, what is? Well, we also we, we weren't criticizing his wrestling. We weren't criticizing. I mean, well, what does that matter? We, we also said wrestling. I mean, what? Uh, we also said that if we were in his position, we'd do the same thing. Okay, but we were still we we basically said he, you know, we didn't believe that he was injured, um, that he wasn't going to make weight. We basically indirectly said, "Hey, Nick Marable and company, we we think you're not telling the truth," and you know, we potentially I I don't know this. I haven't had any communications, but we may have severed that relationship at least for the time being. Um, so, and that's the risk you run. Well, right. And I don't think, I don't think wrestling journalists in the past would have done that, okay, would have but, done what, but, would have done what we did, what we did in that situation. But what we did was we talked about a big, huge issue and we, t- and we, and we told that we told what we thought we didn't, we didn't sugarcoat it to to maintain a relationship you're right we i guess we were critical we we, we were we were honest in our opinions there and you know we said to ourselves you know this might make these guys really mad and we might not have a relationship with them after this and we said to ourselves um on the flip side we could just not talk about a huge issue or we could talk about it and 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 sugarcoat it Mm -hmm. but that's 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 not the right thing to do. The no. right thing to do is to talk about a huge, a big issue, the 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 biggest, probably one of the biggest stories of the weekend, of a huge weekend, and and to actually report what we think and from the information that we got. Um, right. You know. So I that's my that's me saying that we have been, and that's a pretty huge example and one that that's probably gonna I'm not gonna say hurt us, but you know, we're not likely to have a great relationship with them going forward though i would i i don't really feel as we mentioned that but we like those guys plenty but that's just the risk you run and that's why um i i understand why some wrestling media doesn't get super critical because i mean a, it's a small I world i don't know i don't know when you say some i don't know any okay well, whatever i don't know I don't, I don't know any wrestling media that that is critical and uh, i like you said, it's a small circle. The The risk here is that they don't give you access anymore, right? Right. And um, I think we're pretty access dependent. I mean, not dependent, and, but it, it's huge. And that's that's the advantage I think that wrestling has is that, you know, you don't get to go and, and watch all these practices and videotape things for, for NFL and all this and that. We can go and – we can shoot a practice. We can interview the coaches and the athletes, and we get to do things that, uh, in a lot of sports, just aren't possible. Um, you just aren't granted that level of access. So it's such a huge advantage that wrestling media has that you don't want to, you don't want to blow that. Is it is it worth? Is the criticism worth what you're going to lose as a result of the criticism? That's the that's the balancing act that that's being played. Um, I, I, yeah, I know, but it's. You catch it once in a while from people um, that there, there should be a responsibility from wrestling media to say the truth and not to just gloss over things. Right. Well, I think that's what we try to do every single show. We try to – I think that's – we owe at least, you know, honesty and talk about the things that we should talk about. Um, but, but I'll say we've talked about this before. The the level 
Oh shoot, Willie! You know how critical we were of the rules changes for NCAA's. Yeah, but that uh, that that again, that again. Um, who were we? Who were we possibly? The rules were, committee: Mark Branch, Doug Schwab, Kevin Jackson. I didn't even know that they were on it. Well, that's on you. I did. Um, we, we knew that it was. Com- you knew it was comprised of D one coaches. Um, I knew. I knew. I knew Schwab was on there. Okay. So we we were. I don't really care about offending Schwab. Just kidding. I'm just kidding, oh my coach. Gosh. Hashtag haters gonna hate. He's gonna hit you with a tweet here. Um, so I, and to an extent, and not not those guys. They they have thick. But many wrestlers and, and coaches, they get super super offended. You know, I I you predict someone to get third in the world team trials behind two guys that have historically beaten them, and you get you're a hater and shove it up your butt. <clears throat> Um, you know, I've gotten stuff like that, but not in so many words in, in different phrasing that I wouldn't, won't use. So it's like, you can be super, super like complimentary or just someone has to lose. Right. And I know. I know. But freaking out. I, I mean, so yeah, I think that other been, wrestling media writing, feels that I've been writing previews and making predictions for a long time. Wait, wait, listen, uh, previews are fun. Breaking things down are fun. Listing, listing all the guys that are in the field and making your predictions um that's good for everybody involved that's great for the fans to build context and hype and anticipation and and so you have to make a pick you can't say well these guys are all good it's going to be a heck of a show right you know you got to make your pick so in that context if i'm a wrestler and you pick me to take third you pick me to take fifth or whatever um i mean yeah people get mad about it i get tons of emails and stuff uh but in that case, you have to make a pick, and they have to understand that you have to make a pick. They don't get um, it. No, so what, many wrestlers just don't get it. But what we, but what we don't do, or I don't think any wrestling people do, is say um, that was a bad coaching decision, or I can't believe. Um, oh, sure, we do. We did. I mean, I guess this is just gonna come back to us how we do it. But we were so critical of Bo Jordan. Um, when he wouldn't go underneath uh, Isaac. Um, I mean, that's just one thing that popped in my head. I think, unless you're just trying to say that we're the only ones that do it, well, I'm, I'm taking this somewhat defensively, Willie. Are you saying that we're not, when I feel like we do it all the time? I mean, that was a uh, coaching decision. I feel like we could go back and find tons of examples where we've been critical. And maybe that's the point. Yeah, I, I, I actually remember that. I remember, I remember that argument where I, I – Supported Bojo's decision. Yeah, great, <laughs> but, uh, great decision. But um, yeah, I don't know where where else is it. I, I don't where? I don't know otherwise. All I know is what we do and I do, and I think we try to do a try try to do that. Um, I get okay. It's not often that I say, "Why did Spencer Mango hang on so long?" I'm disappointed in that move. <clears throat> Yeah, you know. it's not commonplace, perhaps, but, um, you know, I, I think it needs to be to an extent. I think that you need to have um, thoughtful and honest analysis after the fact. Um, but, you know, it, and it can't always be, well, who are we to question? I mean, who are we ever to question? Did these guys mm-hmm. reach a level we would never dream of reaching? But that's just kind of part of the job, too. Yeah, yeah. So, um Pan Ams. <laughs> Pan Ams. All right, so we got through Spencer Mango. Three other guys wrestled. Um, we, we won't obviously delve in as deep. Sidoris makes the finals, kind of gets worked. Um, well, it was really you know kind of a one move match, as as it can be in Greco. Um, he let his head get a little low, got front head pinched twice. There's eight points, boom, and um, you know he, he ends up giving up a the the tech later on. And and that's just how it goes in Greco. Sometimes it's a he was pretty much doomed. Sidoris really doesn't have that kind of uh, the big arsenal to really get a comeback like that. He's got a great tank and he wrestles super hard. But if you spot anyone eight points, Bryce is going to be in trouble. So he can't he can't he has to mess, wrestle pretty mistake free uh, to win those kind of matches. And and he just didn't there. Yeah, and, and you were talking. I mean. Um, oh yeah, this we is were, good. Yeah, while we were while we were kind of watching 
Pan Am's unfold. What um, is your is your what do you think will happen next year at 145, uh, Greco? There's a couple well, interesting guys. Yeah. I said, um, I said I really like Sancho. Yeah, you really like him. Like every hypothetical, um, you, <laughs> you were taking Sancho, including it's Bill Brasky. Um, one thing that that literally just popped into my mind: you got to figure Justin Lester is going to come down. When yeah. You, so you got here's I mean, here's who we're probably looking at for sixty. I don't know. He's had it hasn't he's had a history of tough weight pulls, right? Are oh, you gonna go up against Bezik? I'm just saying. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. That's definitely he's definitely weight has been a struggle. There's a reason he's up wrestling where he is. Um, but uh, I I I think he's got to go down for the Olympics, mm-hmm. for the friggin' Olympics. I think he'll come down. So here's here's who we're potentially looking at. Ellis Coleman, the Flying Squirrel. He's a former Olympian. Justin Lester. Bryce Adoris, your current rep. Alejandro Sancho. Do we see Rayvon Perkins again? You know, he's gotten in, into some trouble. Um, obviously, he's a talent as a technically is, a World Team member as well. I don't know, Willie. I have no idea what the deal is. What is the deal with Ellis? He's hurt? or Hurt. I'm pretty sure he's hurt. Um, I actually saw him at the training center, but I didn't get a chance to ask him. I'm pretty sure, yeah, he's injured. Um, and then, you know, maybe Greco has Greco has a couple significant injuries. Uh, Coleman and then and then Provisor. Right. Um, so so with 66, and, and another thing that kind of what we were talking about, you know, Mason Manville, he wants to make the Olympic team. Uh, Got to figure he's going to go down to 66. So he, he'll be in that mix as well, although probably um, – a little behind, but you can see that the opportunity, if it's going to happen at a weight, it's probably going to be at 66 Greco, even though that's probably a long shot as well. And he acknowledged that in the interview. He's like, I know I'm a long shot or, or something to that extent, but you know, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be in Greco. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye there. 66, that's a, pre- that's a pretty dang deep weight. I mean, we're talking about Sidoris, maybe the third, fourth, fifth guy. Um, but when you consider the other guys in the field so maybe the one though may i don't know well he was the number one this year we'll see yeah yeah you know you Um, think another year for sancho he'll how about my boy uh john anderson dude i love that guy how can you not love dude he walks out okay first of all he walks out the dude is facing Uh, the ref anderson is pacing behind this guy just like looking at him then he runs up, shakes it, and just proceeds to do what we knew he was going to do, completely gas this guy out and tech him. Um, and then he wins. Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA, comes on. He's got the flag. It was – the it was. Uh, I, I tweeted that the, the founding fathers um, shed a tear. Thomas Jefferson, th- this is what he had in mind. Um, and, and it was John Anderson winning gold, Bruce Springsteen. You know, it, it was awesome. And well, this, we got to we got to know him a little bit at the trials, at the Greco trials. And cool dude. All the it, Greco guys are like, yeah, they're the coolest, most down to earth dudes. They really are. You're gonna meet. It was a great time hanging out with them. But John Anderson's story in particular um, is really interesting. He, he wasn't. He was good, not great at, uh, in high school, and he was very small. Um, I think he. Graduate as a 12-pounder, right, or something like that? Oh, my gosh. No, I didn't know that, Willie. And then he keeps getting bigger. You know, and so he was a 75 guy. He goes all the way up to 85. 85. Um, and he's winning Pan Ams, you know? Uh, he, he, you can tell that he, he gasses people out. You can tell he's one of the hardest workers. Um, it's just a good story, and he's just a good guy. Good dude. Good dude. And, of course, Andy Bezik. Um, not not surprising to see him work towards the competition. So incredible on top, and yeah, you you feel good. You don't know what to make of what does it what does it mean. But like we said about the Spanish Grand Prix, it's better to win than to lose. So right, and so the big story today, can't wait, is uh, Robbie Smith against Lopez. Yeah, they both have to win their first round matchup that because the tournament essentially starts in the quarters. Then Robbie will hit Mihan. And, um, well, but we'll see. You know, like you said, 
This is one Robbie's had highlighted. He's been waiting for this time. But scoring on 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 Lopez is short of him being paid off. This really doesn't happen very much. So can can Robbie do it? We'll see. Lopez, you have to figure at some point will exit his prime. Um, I'm not sure when, but does it does happen have to happen at some point, right? And maybe is is a prime. I think we know that a prime can be extended in, in Greco. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, I don't know. I, I think Robbie's wrestling just really, really well. Um, yeah, but, uh, uh, you know, he, yes, but what, I, you know, it, what it's does a it great, mean? It's a great thing. It's a great thing that um, he gets to see Lopez now. Right, right. I mean, this, you know? is, this is the Olympic champion. He's multiple world champion. He is... 30, uh, you know, three years old. So he's getting up there in age a, a, a little bit. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know. He's still... So that's that's what, um, you guys got to check that out. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, Robbie obviously had his eyes on this, even at the trials. Um, he was talking about, you know, uh, I win this, then, you know, I cannot wait to get a shot at, at Lopez at Pan Am. So, Robbie had, obviously had his eye on this. Um, it's going to go down today. ESPN three. Yeah. Now ESPN, here's here's one thing. They only are streaming one map. Yeah, that kind of stinks. What? I hope it, we might not see it. I hope we might God. not see it. I'll Somebody see. needs to shoot a memo to ESPN three that says if that matchup occurs, make sure that's the one that you're streaming. I mean, just have a. a, a, a What's going on, Willie? Are you doing something? Sounds like... All right, it stopped. Um, it, just have one camera for the other, Matt. Just, just in, you know, in case. Because I don't think... I don't think they're sending the best matches to that match. I think it's just whatever pops up there. Yesterday, I did get to see most of Team USA. But, man, if I, if I miss this one, I will be pretty freaking upset. Because, I mean, this is one of the biggest matches of of the entire Greco tournament and we, and we might not get to see it. That would be incredibly disappointing, but they have to meet Robbie's got to win. Um, and I think he'll do that. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's a given really Yeah, um, that they meet. Um, I thought it was a given for Spencer too. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's been a slow time for, uh, for recruiting news. Um, and and we you know we talked about it. This is usually a busy time, but there were so many early verbals that it's kind of reduced uh, the number of, of verbals that we got at this particular time this year. Um, one guy uh, that I think, um, well, there's two guys that we we kind of maybe sort of suspected at this time frame would would um, commit, and that was you know Pletcher and Suriano, but um, that hasn't happened and. Uh, Christian, what are your thoughts on Pletcher and his and his sort of situation? Uh, I I don't think it's coming. I think there was a time where uh, it, it was it was potentially going to be soon. It was going to maybe be last Sunday or it could have been yesterday. But now things have changed in that situation, and I, I'm not sure when it's going to happen. I, I'm not sure. It could be it could be a little bit. Maybe it'll be today. Maybe it'll be in a couple weeks. Um, we we've alluded to it before when everyone's holding uh, a a wad of cash for Mark Hall it it makes it tough especially if you want to go to a to an Ohio State a Penn State uh, uh you know one of the powers right so i mean essentially what you're what you're kind of suggesting is that you know they have to hold the money for Mark Hall but then um Whoever doesn't get Mark Hall can maybe give Luke a bigger offer. Which means that, uh, which is absolutely true. And not just Luke, whoever, anybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. So the, the loser of the Mark Hall sweepstakes is going to have, you know, some money that they set aside and they'll be able to throw it at another kid. Uh, maybe a Pletcher, maybe a, maybe a Suriano, I'm not sure. But essentially, th- that if that's the case... And that's what Pletcher, I think, wants this done. He he tweeted essentially. Whoever said recruiting's fun yeah. is a liar. Yeah. Um, 
and and I get it. It's a it's I don't think it is all fun for some of these kids. It's a lot of pressure and it's a life changing decision and I don't envy it. And you don't really know what's right or wrong. But anyways, my point is Mark's Mark's not deciding till October. That's done. That's that's sealed. Okay, that's mm-hmm. going to happen. We're going to break that. Uh, so that's October. It's July. So is he really going to wait around that long and then wait for the I, – I don't know. But maybe that that's when he's going to get a firm offer. Right now I don't think he's got that. And well, I, it, I don't know. If, you're, if I'm Luke Fletcher and it's contingent upon that, I, I don't know. I wait. Personally, I wait. I, you know, I've proven over um, the course of five years, four years, exactly um, that stock, I'm a, I, yeah. that I'm a solid commodity. It, 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 he's not like he's not a guy that you're really taking a risk on. I think you know what you what you get in him, and I don't think your offer goes away. I don't think I don't think you know the school's going to be like, well, we you know we used our money up somewhere else. Right. Yeah. He can he can afford to 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 wait because like you mentioned his stock is not going to change everybody in the country knows what luke pletcher is how good he is he's not some guy who shows up under the radar wins fargo and you don't you don't know who he is he doesn't just win one tournament he's won super 32 he's won flow nationals he's won two pa titles and on and on and on we could go so you know what you're getting there and with that you know you're going to get a quality offer and that mark hall can't go but to one school and He's going to get his money. So, but he's, he may have to wait for that offer, for that guarantee to really know where he's uh, going to get the best offer. So, with that, it, and he wants this done. I, I, I get the feeling he wants it done. So yeah. But if may, you're, advi- he, I don't know. He wants it done. But if you're advising him, if I was advising him, I'd say, stop Luke, thinking be, about it. Luke, be patient. Go swimming. You know, uh, go play video games or something. Get it off your mind because the best thing to do is to wait to make sure you're you're picking the right place and not picking the right place as of July 16th or something because right. um, things change things. and you have to go to school for four or five six years so exactly so uh, definitely keep an eye there he was one we thought could be coming soon probably not going to be if it happens. We will, uh, we will be able to let you know as soon as that. Speaking available. of, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned guys that show up out of nowhere and win Fargo and stuff like that, and like some of those feel good stories. I, I'm actually writing, um, I'm writing an article. Should be out. I don't know either tonight or tomorrow. Um, so it's, you see it every year, right? At Fargo, guys that maybe maybe they don't come out of nowhere. Maybe they do, but maybe they're you know, a mid-tier kind of guy, um, like a Kyle Gleva a couple years ago. I guess, well, Kyle Gleva, I guess, really did come out of nowhere to make the finals. Um, but um, they either come out of nowhere or they're mid-tier guys that like kind of like completely exceeded expectations and in doing so um, get a big offer from a college that you, you – Maybe a week before that, didn't expect, or no, that wouldn't have happened. Um, so I, I, this article I'm writing, I'm, it's the top ten-ish guys that um, have a really pivotal Fargo mm-hmm. um, to kind of make or break their stock. Um, right. And so I've identified some of those guys. I think it's going to be a really interesting article because as much as as much as Fargo is about the great wrestling and the great competition and the amazing head-to-heads, it's also a lot about earning a scholarship and, and how the, the recruiting landscape changes based on those results and based on how, how guys look. Precisely, precisely. Who, um, give, a, give us some of those. I, one for me that I, is of particular interest to me that I, I think you're going to have in here is, is Bo Bresky. He was someone last year Yeah, I was super impressed. I'm like, this is a, this is a top 10 pound for pound guy, and then he loses in the state finals of Wisconsin and then looks completely marginal at cadets. And it's like, whoa, hold, what's going on? Now, it sounds like there was more going on there with Bo. Right. Uh, you know, Bo Bresky's, if I would have told you six months ago that, that um, Bo Bresky would be in this article about having a pivotal Fargo in, uh, in the community and, and 
wrestling coaches and fans maybe not sure of what you had in him, uh, you would have called me crazy. But as things turned out, there's um, there were some disappointing results in there. And so I think for Bo Bresky, um, it, it's really going to, it's really going to be a thumbs up or thumbs down weekend for him. Right. Um, it's really going to probably set his stock price more than more than anybody in the field. He he might be number one on this list, but when I put him in order, but so Bo Bresky, you know, he's been a complete stud. Um, Does he get marginalized maybe as a guy who is a specialist in the international styles? No, not no? at all. Not at all. Okay. No. Um. I mean, because what? Um, and he could have. He's done, done well in Greco. He's done well in free. And I mean, really well. I mean, like winning Fargo titles. Um, That's what I'm saying. I'm asking. Come on, reaching the finals of of Akron and losing to Mark Hall in a really close bout. He's always been, he's always been fine in 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 folk style. He's always been really good. Uh, but where where does he wrestle in folk style? I mean, he may go to huge tournaments. I don't know. I've never seen him at a Super Thirty Two. Um, no, Iron not Man Super Thirty Two. What, what what's he won? Cheesehead, maybe. Uh, he was, yeah, um, yeah. Cheesehead. He's been in the finals of. Um, he, I don't know if he won or lost. It was an overtime ride out against Xavier Montalvo last year at preseason nationals, um, and uh, you know, overtime ride out shortened periods. The, the periods were like one and a half, one and a half, one and a half, or something um, reduced like that. And I don't know if I forget it off the top of my head, if he won and lost one or lost, I don't really care because nobody scored a takedown. It was sort of ridiculous, but, um, you know, so he's done fine in folk style. Now the question marks come because he lost to a guy in state finals, mm-hmm. um, that he shouldn't be losing to. And then he went to Akron and had a really not him, not Bo Bresky like performance. So now this guy that was, you know, considered top flight class of 2016, he's one of the, or yeah, uh, top, class of 2016, one of the top guys. Now he's stumbling a little bit, um, and and there there was reportedly mitigating circumstances, right? Like um, injury or sickness. Injury. He had surgery. Um, he had beaten that guy a couple times a season. And it was just, you know, just one of those matches. Um, so that's what I'm saying. This far, this Fargo will be pivotal for Bo Bresky. And it's, it's things like that that we're talking about um, in this article. If I'm a coach, and this is, uh, I don't know, this is kind of like the fantasy analytical side of me, and maybe this is dumb. But if I'm a coach and I'm not a big power, power you know, I'm not a, a big 10 power or whatever. Is this a time you you sneak in and you can grab a guy whose stock is not that high and get a verbal from a Bresky when his stock's at a low before he wins Fargo? Do you think that's a strategy that's employed? Um, I I, I, I would think, be doing that all the time. I think you could. I think I think I don't think it's a bad. I don't think it's a bad time to do it. But right? you also have to remember that those guys, such as Bo Bresky, have their have their eyes set on a major program. They have their eyes set on, hey, I'm going to Fargo, and I'm going to restore order here. Right. right? I'm going to redeem myself. Sure. Um, I mean, I talked to Ben Askren specifically about Bo, Bo Bresky, and he's like, um, yeah, I told him, you know, Ben's like, I told him after that, uh, after Akron, you know, he got to go, he got to go do it. He got to go to Fargo and do it. So, I mean, it's very – they know it. Right. And conversely, someone like Owen Webster probably has really high stock after knocking off uh, Keegan Moore. And, and probably that was the best two out of three of the – at Akron. That was an incredible series. But it, when his – Right. Now, Owen Webster, another another guy. Now, this this is a guy who's um, opposite of Bresky, really. Um, Owen Webster's like, trying to keep that momentum going. Because right. Owen Webster has always been a good wrestler, but he's was not supposed to win Akron. He, he's certainly not supposed to beat Keegan Moore. No. So now he's going to Fargo, and hey, can you keep that momentum going? If he has a really good Fargo, it's going to cement him as like a very, very good, intriguing prospect. That guy's I got mean, a sleeper he, build. 
he's gonna he's gonna make some money in Fargo if he if he turns it in. Right. Now he's he's he really impressed me. I I I had never watched him wrestle before Akron, and I was like, Keegan is just gonna wreck this kid. And now, so wrong. Webster was very very impressive to me. I think technically, athletically, he's very surprising. Um, yeah, I, I think, think he's very. You know, the odd thing is, I think he's very much. The odd thing is, I think he's very much like Keegan Moore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, similar I feel like build. Ke- Keegan's a little more power based. I uh, than Webster. I would I would characterize Webster a little slicker uh, than Keegan. But yeah, sure, I can get with that. Yeah. Any any other guys? Obviously, uh, all eyes are on Virginia boy Joey Prada. Um, talk, talk about my guy, Joey here. Well, Joey, you know, Joey has been a guy that's been in and out of the rankings and, um, Andrew Ferris says you're sleeping on him, man. I'm not sleeping on him at all. I've, I've known, I've known Joey since he was, I don't know, I don't know, young, young. He's always been, he's always been good. But when you have, you have the losses that you have, that you've lost, I mean, you get, you have to hold them accountable. Right. I, I mean, understand. Joey, Joey's a guy that Joey's a guy that mostly beats the guys he's supposed to, mm-hmm. um, but then doesn't do much else. Uh, you know, but, he, you know, he does take some losses here and there. And, and uh, he's registered at 113, which is makes him a potentially higher placer in my book. Um, sure. So, the, you know, the thing with Joey is. is He's a career twenty-five, so that's that's a bonus for him. There's mm-hmm. not too many guys out there that you know are a career twenty-five. I bet they said the same about Nation Garrett too, though. Don't you think? He was like a twelve-pounder as yeah. a senior. But yeah, you're probably right. Joey, yeah, Joey's not Nation. Um. So yeah, Joey, 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 Joey prize one. I think um, there's a couple Iowa boys in there that I think. Um, are kind of are kind of pivotal Fargo's uh, Carter Happel. Um, now, now everybody is in agreement that Carter Happel is of the upper echelon, right? Right. Um, but I think Fargo will show just how upper echelon. Right. Um, like anything, there's tiers in this, right? Like Carter Happel's stock is his his scholarship offers aren't dependent upon Fargo. Absolutely. But he but. Uh, but a great Fargo could like vault him into a different stratosphere. Um, oh, I know who that, I want to see is um, Brock Rathbun is another guy from Iowa that I think could make some noise. Um, he's kind of a lower tier guy right now, um, but certainly has the ability. Uh, there's a bunch of 145s and a, and a bunch of uh, California boys too. Uh, the Wick brothers, Luke Troy. Um, Interested to see them. Uh, here's what Brandon Delavia. Um, he's another guy that you know he won Fargo last year, just like Bresky. Um, but then, then kind of had, I don't want to say a subpar regular season, but he he didn't have the kind of season that most projected on that arc. And and again, there was some some circumstances there. He was sick often. He was injured often. Um, didn't have a, the best Akron. Um, and, and, and Brandon knows it too, but you know, I talked to Brandon at the OTC and I said, you know, what's, what schools are you looking at? And he's like, well, it's for me, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go to Fargo and, and see what happens, you know, going to go to Fargo, kick some butt and then see what happens. So he very much knows that, that, um, Fargo is tied to, to his recruitment. Right. One one guy that's of note well, that I think's particularly interesting is Colbray. Um, I'm assuming he's going right. He, we should see him at Fargo. Yes. Yep. He's entered. Um, uh, one, uh, and he's he, he's kind of another guy like Happel. Like I don't think his stock's not super dependent here. Right. He, he's not. He's not going to plummet by any stretch of the imagination if he doesn't have a a, a good one. But um, the way he lost think, last year. I feel like he's gonna be. I mean, he had Stevenson. I'm not gonna say dead to rights, but you know, he was up big and kind of melted down there. Uh, I'm sure he's gonna be hungry, looking to. Uh, there's a case to be made. He was the best guy in the bracket, and just you know, mm-hmm. Bobby Stevenson just 
never stops coming. That's part of the match, but whatever. Um, but he's someone that I think he can vault himself, even even though he's probably going to get a great offer regardless. I think he can vault himself into yeah, another tier, don't you think? That's the only that's the only real reason he's on this list is because um, I mean his Fargo it, the title of the article is pivotal right right who has pivotal Fargo now now Colbray isn't necessarily his Fargo isn't pivotal he's gonna get good offers but if he goes out there and he looks amazing um, you're gonna see everyone involved you're gonna see everyone involved you're gonna see and you're gonna see the the bigger schools increase their offer from this percent to this percent. Right, so you know what I mean. It, guys should be starting to to register for this coming up here. We'll try to keep an eye. Yeah. on Yeah. Hey, Pennsylvania, get your butt in gear. What do you think? You're special. Why? Like everybody, because everybody's team is registered except for Pennsylvania. Uh, is there some advantage? Maybe they just don't know. I yeah, you have to know who's going at this point, right? They know who's going. They're on a bus already. Oh, I don't know. Maybe there's something to it. Maybe they don't want to register because the weights aren't. No, they don't want to register. It's not that they don't want to register. They just didn't do it. They just didn't do it. Well, I'm sure they will. Calm down. There will be a strong PA contingent there, Willie. You don't need to. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, you are. I want, I want, I want, to, I want to write articles. I want to do analysis. You know, uh, when, I, when I'm writing this article for um, this, this article here, there's no PA boys involved because I don't know who's going. I feel you you so um that's the the that article you should definitely be looking forward to out there gonna be a good one um and that's kind of the theme with with fargo is this is where all the coaches are every coach is watching it's such a um condensed field full of talent you can get your eyes on so many kids that um you you can really it's kind of the one where you know every single coach is paying attention to. There's nothing else going on, at high school wrestling wise. They're all there. So yeah, Nick, Nick, our marketing guys, he's all over that. He even like when we do the graphics. I don't know if you noticed, but oh, we I saw. Do, do the graphics. They also include the the college coach. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and that just goes to show how how important it is. Fargo Week. Uh, I'm looking for. When, wait, when do you get out there, Willie? When are you leaving? Soon, right? Tomorrow morning. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Have you packed? No. I got all kinds of stuff to do. I hey. got to pack. I got to do laundry before I pack. Hey, I got two sweet shirts for me from Flipped Wrestling. They sent them to me, so I need to remember to pack those so, so you yeah, can you have do. them too. Thanks. Big shout to Don Bichotta for always having having the hookup for us. Um, So we got four minutes to go here, Willie. We could go a hundred different directions here. Do you have a preference? Well, I don't know if we have time. To get into some of some of the some of the cool stuff that we want to talk about would you know take twenty minutes. We could talk about that all day. Um, how about you? How about you give your Jason Nolf scenario? Oh well, someone, and this is maybe not interesting to people. I don't know. Someone was telling me oh, I'm way too high on Jason Nolf, and um, I don't know. Maybe that's true. I don't think I'm that high to think he's a potential finalist. I think he's uh, anytime you throw out the name David Taylor, it's like heresy. Heresy, right? But I, I think he's gonna, you know, he's not gonna win a Big Ten title probably as a freshman, but he's got the best guy in his, in the big, is in his conference in Isaiah Martinez. But I think other than that, and the best guy in Taylor's bracket. Man, think so. about that. Like, there's a, you know, every year there's these matchups that we can't wait to happen. This year we couldn't wait to see. No, Jaden Cox and Kyle Snyder mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We're, man, we're we're really going to be chomping at the bit for a, a, a North Martinez match. That's huh? my, that's my number one. I think. Is your number one? That's my number one match. I want to see more because of the style that these guys wrestle. They are animals. Isaiah Martinez mm-hmm. is is uh, unbelievable. Jason Nolf never stops attacking the legs. It's uncanny. He there's ne- he doesn't take bad shots either. Every shot. He gets the leg, so I I just think that's the one that really intrigues me now. Of uh, it's possible we see an all-star super match between Daringer and Martinez, but honestly, that doesn't intrigue me as much as Nolf uh, Martinez. Yeah, call, call me crazy, but that's how I feel. I really think I, that 
That's a better is that, is that is that because you just assume that Derringer all day? I, it's because I assume that, and because Derringer can make the the some of the most offensively gifted guys look uh, like they don't have a plan uh, mm-hmm. or, or what they're doing. And does he do that to Martinez? I don't know, but all the stuff that. Imar does with underhooks and this and that. I just don't know if he can even get to his holds to get to that stuff. There may yeah. be a couple really good flurries, but Derringer is so at home. Every time he shoots, he almost always scores, and it's not really in a very uh, entertaining fashion. You know, he's just so methodical. Uh, I think right now Daring is just on another level from Imar, even though Imar is one of my favorite guys to watch. I would rather watch Imar than Derringer, if that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, that's why. Because I think both those guys wrestle such an entertaining style, <clears throat> Imar and, uh, and Nolf, that I, I want to watch that more than anything. Yeah, so you had an interesting proposition. We ain't going to be able to get into this. But what I was saying, someone said, if you think that David Taylor loses to a high school kid after his true freshman year, talking about Mark Hall, uh, you're wrong. I'm like, well, no, he didn't lose to high school. But there was nothing like Mark Hall when David Taylor just finished his freshman year. And I was saying that it was not it's not unreasonable to think that Mark Hall could have beaten uh, a freshman year David Taylor in freestyle. That was the only point I was making. And this guy thinks I was, I was stupid for thinking that. But I, I, I sincerely believe that, that, that Hall yeah. could have beaten Taylor in freestyle. Um, and with that, Willie, um, we didn't really get hey. to expound on that too much, but. Christian, we should do this from Fargo. Right. I mean, that always seems like a great idea. And then you have to, like, th- there's a lot of things that make it super complicated. Oh, stop. Let's make no, it happen. No, you. Okay. Let's hey, make it happen. I'm down. Hey, I'm always down. Let's do it from Fargo. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. We will try to get something going at Fargo. I don't get out there till Wednesday. So that would be like probably Wednesday, Thursday would be the earliest we get something going. Maybe we'll just shoot off a podcast, something a little more simple without the live component. Who knows? But thanks so much. Um, remember iTunes, make it happen. Stitcher, make it happen. And um, we will see you next time. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs>